When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Star Wars 7x7, episode 2039. Today, a eulogy of sorts for Star Wars Resistance. Punch it. Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode. So, here we are. It's February 2nd and we do not have an episode of Star Wars Resistance to look forward to tonight because Star Wars Resistance has not only ended Season 2, it has also ended its final season. There will be no Star Wars Resistance going forward, at least as far as we know. I've seen some stories speculating on the possibility of a Season 3, but nothing that's really come to fruition or anything like that. So I thought I would take a moment first to just look back at the timeline for this whole Season 2 ending business, and then, yeah, we'll go from there. But it was in January, January 9th of 2019, that they made the official announcement that Resistance would be getting a Season 2. To my mind, if they're renewing it for Season 2, that tells me that the ratings were good enough that it was worth doing. I mean, ultimately, these are all financial decisions. And if they made the financial decision to go into a second season, well, then they were doing just fine with the first season. There had been some questions about that, and I did an episode a while back, you know, a while, a while back, that tried to dig into the analysis of the ratings of the show and whether it was doing well or not doing well. And as far as I could tell, it wasn't necessarily doing as well as Rebels, but it was still doing reasonably well in the ratings where, yeah, a second season certainly made sense. And as I've talked about in the last few weeks as we've been watching Resistance Season 2 ramp up, it does seem like it's kind of found its footing over the last second, you know, the last uh, 10 episodes, I guess, so the second half of season two, which is the kind of time that a series needs to be able to get really rolling. I mean, certainly Star Wars Rebels just didn't do spectacular straight out of the gate. It did well, but its first season was its first season, and it needed a second season and third season to really develop its audience, to develop its style, to develop what it would actually become. Now, we fast forward to April of 2019 in Star Wars Celebration Chicago, where they had the panel for Star Wars Resistance, and they also debuted the first episode of Season 2, which was Into the Unknown, at Celebration Chicago. So, at that time, there was no indication that anything was going to be different, that there weren't going to move on from season two to do season three and who knows what else afterward or anything like that. There was still no indication. It wasn't until August 14th that we found out it would be the last season. It was the same day that a trailer dropped for Resistance, but 
the press release around it also said this is going to be the final season of Star Wars Resistance. It was rather a shock, and even if you put it in the context of the making of The Rise of Skywalker, yes, Resistance Season 2 was supposed to be a bridge of sorts between The Last Jedi and The Rise of Skywalker, but the filming for The Rise of Skywalker and reshoots and edits and all that stuff, like, it wasn't done. The film wasn't locked until a couple months later. And since that time, the only thing that's really been said about why the series was ending with season two was that it seemed like the right time to do it. In the words of K2SO, I find that answer vague and unconvincing. And I don't mean to knock the producers who were giving that answer because, for all we know, that may not be their decision. In fact, they may be in the awkward position of having to say something like that, even though they themselves might have wanted the series to go on and don't necessarily feel that same way. So yeah, it's an awkward position to be in for everyone potentially because we don't really know what's happening behind the scenes. But yeah, it being the right time uh, just doesn't feel right, especially when you think about Again, as I said earlier, the last 10 episodes of season two, where they really seemed to be getting on a major role. The action was tighter, the plotting was tighter, the voice casting was taking a step up with Joe Manganiello and David Diggs and Lucy Lawless. I mean, really, they were getting some big names into this. And of course, they've had Elijah Wood and Bobby Moynihan, Jim Rash, Donald Faison. They've had some big names in the cast already. So, you know, it seems like they were attracting talent. They were building up some steam. Everything about where the series was going seemed to be going really well. And maybe this is a Disney Plus thing. I don't know. We do know that Disney Plus is getting season two of Resistance on February 25th. They are certainly rethinking, I think, how they are doing things with the direct-to-consumer channel, Disney+, Plus, in other words, and, you know, all their TV stations and whatnot, but it's kind of hard to imagine them only putting Star Wars content on Disney+, Plus and making it, you know, unavailable for everyone else unless you're paying for the subscription. I don't know, or maybe I'm just being naive about that. It just seems like they would want to have some Star Wars content public for just keeping the masses entertained and interested and having some sort of, oh, I, you know, thinking about it in terms of you know retail, like a lost leader, like something that's out there that's quote-unquote free, even though obviously if you're seeing it on TV, you're paying for cable. But I think you get what I mean. Like just something that's not behind a paywall, basically, that would have you know, the benefit of people talking about it, potentially. And I guess that's not the case. Maybe Resistance was tied up with some agreements with you know, the way they're doing things inside Disney television versus getting it over to Disney Plus. And that's why, like, they're just saying, hey, we have to end the series here because we can't manage the agreements anymore. We don't want to manage the agreements anymore or something. And we just want to start with a clean slate of stuff. That's certainly a possibility, too. But all of this is just speculation because we really have nothing to go on. And I think that is part of the frustration. And it's just... You know, I like to keep things on the show positive, and even with stuff that I don't necessarily enjoy, I like to at least find the things that I like that are positive about those things and try to highlight those. But 
I have to say, just in all honesty, this has been a really frustrating decision and experience. I know that resistance is not necessarily as popular. I was looking at rating scores on IMDb and it's showing at like 4.8 out of 10. You know, I do feel like that's skewed because the show isn't intended for adult audiences. It's intended for younger audiences. And if you put yourself in that mindset, it's a lot easier and frankly easier in both ways to enjoy Star Wars Resistance and I feel like it really never got the opportunity to be enjoyed the way that it deserved to be. So I just find its cancellation to be a very frustrating experience with Star Wars storytelling and I just had to get it out of my system. And if you're feeling the same way, I would love to hear from you too. So chime in when you see things pop about this episode online. There's one last thing that I want to do to cap off the discussion of Star Wars Resistance, and I will do that after the break. Stay tuned. Hey Rebel Razor, I've made some changes to the Asteroid Belt level at patreon.com slash SW7X7 and they are all with sponsors in mind. So if you want to get the word out about your business, your product, your service to a dedicated Star Wars audience, then please check out patreon.com slash SW7X7 and look for the Asteroid Belt level for details. Again, that's patreon.com slash SW7X7. Welcome back. So, to wrap up Season 2 of Star Wars Resistance, I just want to give a bit of kudos to some folks. First of all, Christopher Sean, who is our lead character, has Ziono. I have to admit, one of the crazy things about <laughs> Christopher Sean is that his press photos are like leading man handsome and dangerous leading man handsome. Completely the opposite of the experience of Casiono, who is just, you know, bumbling earnest and, you know, there's nothing that seems like dangerous bad boy about him at all. But, yeah, it's it's funny how the difference between what you see portrayed for a voice actor versus what you actually see on screen. But Christopher Sean did a terrific job as Casiono, in my opinion, and I thoroughly enjoyed his take on the character. It was fantastic. Susie McGrath... Dealing with the shades of Tamra Vora and her turning to the First Order and then in Season 2 having to build the nuance over time of how she was subtly shifting back to wanting to be with her friends and wanting to leave the First Order. It was very well done, so kudos to Susie as well. Scott Lawrence, who's the voice of Jarek Yeager. Scott Lawrence has been a Star Wars voice for a good amount of time, was actually doing the voice of Darth Vader a while ago, and even most recently in Vader Immortal. He has been a steady, rock-solid presence, and certainly grounded, no pun intended, <laughs> Star Wars resistance with his portrayal of Jarek Yeager, emotionally and ethically and morally. Like, it was a strong performance from him, too, so also kudos to Scott Lawrence. And then you had Josh Brenner as Niku, who constantly impressed me with how all-in he was on the absurdity of the character. It was just a joy. And the relationship between Captain Doza and Tora Doza, so Jason Hightower and Myrna Velasquez, that really developed very well over the course of the two seasons. And adding their mother Venezia in was a welcome addition to season two of the cast. 
And there are a lot of other people to give kudos to. To be sure, we could be at this for a while, but there's one other particular person I would like to give a thumbs up to, and that's Mary Elizabeth McGlynn, who was not only the voice of Freya Fenris, one of the aces, and also other various assorted voices throughout the series, but she was also the voice director for the show, too, and I think she did a masterful job at that. So congratulations to also Brandon Allman and Athena Portillo and Justin Ridge and Amy Beth Christensen and the rest of I Gotta Stop Somewhere, <laughs> the folks who took all of that incredible time, effort, and creativity to deliver two seasons of Star Wars Resistance. I, for one, appreciate it. I know there are thousands upon thousands of people out there who appreciated it as well. And I'm only sorry that it had to end so soon, but I certainly enjoyed the ride while it lasted. So thank you very much to everyone involved with Star Wars Resistance. And... That is going to do it for the show today. Thank you so much for joining me for it, as always. And may the Force be with you, wherever in the world you may be. Star Wars 7 by 7 is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the Force be with them. All original content is copyright 2020 by Star Wars 7 by 7 We hope you love it.